Welcome back to the Vet SOS podcast brought to you by the Who You Know Network. Vet SOS is a proud member and glad to be supported by the Parade Deck community. Remember, don't drown the sea of transition. Grab the Vet SOS lifeline. So, Eric, I've been searching and searching and searching. I've looked high. I've looked low to find somebody to match your energy, and I found him today. We're going to bring it today. We got uh, Chris Switch Ronis with us. He is here to talk to us about his journey and his system, You Matter, which is just absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait to get into this with him. Eric, how are you doing today? Dude, if I was any better, I'd be twins, man. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. I'm happy. I've had several cups of coffee, way more than I probably need. Oh, it's awesome. But I am ready to learn about this. This is, this is, this is one of the few that I didn't know about, so I'm pumped. I'm down to learn something new, man. So, hey, um, look, dude, it's it, we're we're now we're now an episode into season three, right? Yep. yep. So let's get it, dude. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. There you go. There you go. Making it, making it, making it truth there. All right. So uh, Chris Switchronis, uh, Colonel retired, 27 year veteran of the U.S. Air Force, and founder and CEO of Chris Ronis Enterprises LLC. He is also CEO of the Dad's Group called WeBus and a Bunker Labs ambassador. Chris has served at the commander and joint staff levels with distinguished service experience and leadership in special forces, intelligence, surveillance and reconnaissance, nuclear operations, nuclear security, combat search and rescue, and defense support to civil authorities. He has earned two master's degrees and has dedicated his life to serving people through his premier human performance and mindfulness system called You Matter. Chris, I don't know that you want us to call you Switch. You want us to call you Chris. And you can call me either. I respond better to switch because I've I've almost forgotten my first name. You know how the military is, you know. <laughs> so that's why I put it out there. Most people that know me in my community still call me switch, and and uh, so that's why I put it out there. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll go back and forth between them both, and I'm right there with you. That that first couple months out of the military, people calling you by the first name, you're like, what? <laughs> so how are you yeah. doing today? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, just having an awesome Saturday. I live out here in uh, the Black Hills of South Dakota, and it's just a gorgeous day with uh, cool weather and no snow, so it's awesome. Did you manage to miss all that snow, or did all was it all Great Lake generated? Man, it was all Great Lake generated. We it, It's been a weird – last winter, man, I had four years of stationed in Hawaii, and I came here, and last winter it dumped like four feet of snow on us, and it was like 40 below, and you know my shell was way too soft for that. So now it's hard. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Well, I will uh, admire from afar here in Jacksonville, Florida, where it is 80 degrees right now, and a little—it's a little wet, but uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll make it work. Yeah. Um, all right, so let, let's talk a little bit about uh, your your service. Uh, you know what, what you did in the military, you know how that went, and then of course your transition. We want to hear a little bit about your transition story and how that went for you. Oh man, I'll tell you, I had a blessed service. I people are like 27 years, man. Are you glad it's over? I'm like. I mean, sort of, but not for the reasons that people would think. I had the most incredible career that you could ask for. Like a helicopter guy in the U.S. Air Force, I got to achieve the rank of colonel, and that empowered me to be able to just do amazing things to help the troops and help the mission, right? And I just was so grateful for that. And so to, to reach that kind of a pinnacle, I started out enlisted, used to turn wrenches on, on RC-135 aircraft, and that's where the uh, ISR-type background came from, and and – uh, got that brain lobotomy, got my commission, but I still got half a brain, right? So all good. And <laughs> was able to take that enlisted experience to just, it, it really made me, I think, a better officer. And I don't 
say that with my own words. I say that by how I observed how my the troops that were I was responsible for responded to how I led. You know, and it was it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. There's a lot of crazy stories of resiliency in there. Like, for example, when I was going to college at the University of Wyoming, uh, it was trying to do ROTC before I enlisted. And back then, the Air Force had what they called a reduction in force. And I went to this clinic at F.E. Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne, Wyoming, to do all the physical examinations. And at that time, I learned that one eye was 20-20 and the other one was 20-25. And the doc looked at me and said, I'm sorry, son, you're never going to be a pilot in the United States Air Force. You need to have 20-20 perfect vision. But being Chris Ronis, the reason why they call me switch is I, it's a wrestling move, right? When you're down on the bottom and, and, and you do a switch or a reversal and you're up on top, I got a way of just turning things around. And that's how I got the call sign. And I just wouldn't take no for an answer. And so I just kept trying and kept trying and kept pursuing and kept pursuing. And you just, if you never give up, you'll achieve your goal, right? So 20 years later, I was a helicopter pilot commanding a squadron that didn't exist because me and several others have been tasked with building that squadron. And I was flying over that same clinic stationed at F.E. Warren Air Force Base. And I might have communicated a little bit as I flew over it. <laughs> but I was like, you could do, there is nothing you can't do. You just put your mind to it, right? And so that's kind of the cliff notes of my career. But it has been great. And I really just loved my enlisted portion. I love the officer portion. I love the people I worked with. And that's probably the part I miss the most is the people, right? Uh, but also that mission, that having that impact was just amazing. My last experience with, with Special Operations Command was extremely uh, special uh, because of the nature of those mission sets and how important they understand the human being to be as a weapon system, but just as a human, right? I mean, they have the right. soft truths where humans are more important than hardware. And it's just, I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. But as services, I think we've kind of forgotten about that, sort of. Like, you know, when we program, when we're trying to budget money and all those things, what are we buying? We're buying hardware, right? Yeah. And somebody's got to operate that stuff. Somebody's got to use that stuff. And so we talk about suicide prevention and resiliency, but those are things that we talk about because we have to, not because we want to. And we certainly don't uh, program to those the best that we can. And when I left the service, I really wanted to take that to a different level because in combat rescue, which uh, was just an incredible experience, uh, we have a credo. These things we do that others may live. Right. And I mean, that's a conviction. That means we're willing to die to save someone else's life. And, and that has happened. Right. There are some incredible heroes out there with some amazing stories, way better than mine. And I just got to thinking about the year I went to retire, like two years before that, six of my brothers I had lost in a four month period to suicide. Mm. I 22 pushups a day is great awareness, but it's not cutting down the number. We've been talking about 22 a day for a very long time. Why isn't that number smaller? So I, I, my, you know, my day job was being a pilot, but you know how it is in the military, you always get additional duties and other things. And as you go up in your rank, you start doing more desk flying or more desk work. And, and so the air force had really invested in me and taught me a lot about acquisition and requirements and, and programming the budget. And so I took that acumen and I really just started studying this problem. And what I learned is after two years of digging deep on this, Two years, finding all the research, going way back 20, 30 years, we missed something. We're so like laser focused on suicide prevention. 
that we have forgotten to just teach people how to live their lives. And what we're doing is we're suicide for those that make that decision and act on it. That is the solution to their problems. So a lot of the efforts that we're putting out there is trying to solve their solution. Mm. We're doing a lot about awareness and there are, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great organizations out there that are all doing this, but we're all doing it in stovepipes, right? Even I'm guilty of that with you matter. So part of what you matter does is I'm tapping into all those other resources that are out there. And as I teach a vet, how to critically think about how they're living their lives, I point them, Hey, if this is the part of your life you want to change, here's resources for you that are free, either VA or nonprofits or whomever. And so I just keep continuing to go out and meet nonprofits. So if you're a nonprofit out there and you want your name out there, send me an email and I will make sure that the vets that I teach know about you. Right. And so to me, that's the biggest thing is we got to, we got to come together. That's what we do so well as military that we didn't do as vets. At the end of the day, once I figure that out, what I realized is this, when veterans leave the service, they lose their team, they lose their tools, right? Then they begin to lose their purpose, their identity themselves and how the, the, the path to become a 22 a day, that's it. Then you become at risk of being a 22 a day. So the system I created, you matter. And I'll tell you what matter stands for. You matter is I teach you how to reconnect to your trusted confidants, the people that you care about the most, that care about you, in a new way, a way that you wouldn't believe. And then I give you the tools based off of aviation's best practices. Because in aviation, it's always an emergency waiting to happen, man. (laughs) And that's what matter is. That's like when the engines are on fire and the wings are falling off and things are going really bad. We use that to stay calm. And we actually train and practice for emergency situations. And guess what? You can actually look at your life right now, see how you're living, and you can identify the potential for future struggle or potentially crisis. And you can build a solution for that now with your confidants, what I call lifeguards. Right? So I teach you how to refine your purpose through those tools. Then you find yourself and you can find your way again. And then when, not if, that struggle that just is a little bit more than you can handle hits you, and maybe you're thinking it's going to be a crisis, I teach you how to be your own hero. Because one of the things I learned through all my research, there was a Harvard study 40% of people that make that decision and act on it, 30% of the people that make that decision and act on it will do it in a two-week period. So Harvard found like 250 people that had, for all intents and purposes, should have not lived. They attempted suicide. And then they went back and interviewed them. And of of the 30% of them, they they asked a simple question of all of them. They said, hey, when you made that decision, how long was it until you acted on it? And so 30%, two-week window. So Mm. if you attack somebody who is, starting to distance themselves, starting to give away things that they value or maybe posted a lot on social media and now they're not reaching out a lot, man, that's a sign. Reach out to them, right? That's kind of what all the other suicide prevention courses teach is how to notice someone else when they're having right. those things. But if that's you, no one's really taught you how to, how to help yourself. And that's what I do. So here's the other gotcha and the reason why. Because in that same study, 40% of those people made that decision and acted on it, five minutes, five minutes. So you have to be your own hero. So I built a checklist that you can carry in your pocket that reminds you of a couple of things. I give them a little glow in the dark bracelet. Why glow in the dark? Because when you're struggling, what's the first thing you do? Uh, You know, 
oh yeah, hey, I might know how to get out of this. And you follow this and it's effective. It is, man, I got so many groups of guys that just the feedback has just been amazing. It's been a blessing. And what's even cooler is as guys are learning this, they're teaching other vets. They're teaching the people around them. Here's how you get out of this crazy emotional state of mind. So anyway, military service to what I'm doing now, because again, in combat rescue, these things we do that others may live. I'm just carrying that to the next level. As veterans, man, we really need to learn how to live. I don't mean just like someone saves my ass so that I can be alive another day. I mean, no kidding. Let's teach you so much how to focus on living your best life that suicide isn't even, it's not even a variable that goes into your calculus for decision making because you are too busy focusing on how to live. Yeah, there's a huge difference between surviving and thriving. That's right, brother. Right. They're not, those are not the same thing. Yeah. You know what we need to do, Eric? What's we that? Connecting with Trinity Adventures. Yeah, or that's Trident what I was Adventures. Too. Tri- yeah, Trident. Trident Adventures. Yeah, yeah. Who we'll have on here n- next month? So awesome. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Yeah, I love that story, though. I mean, and why you do what you do. Um, I mean, that's th- those numbers. I-, I didn't even know those numbers. That that was uh, that was kind of eye opening. Yeah, I didn't either. Like I said, I I did a deep dive, man, just because. I was fortunate enough in the early days of You Matter, I had an opportunity to to show this concept, this system to Simon Sinek. And I was guilty of the same thing that all the services are. I was so focused on the suicide prevention piece. And Simon was awesome. He was like, I know you Air Force guys. Uh, you you want me to, I know you military guys. You want me to chuck all the arrows now? So he did. He was like, I was like, you know, he shot holes through all of it. And it was such great feedback. I can't. If he ever watches this dude, Simon, thank you, right? And and might have to he, tag him. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, he so he he was like, "Hey, man, you got all this real good like how to live your life stuff over here, but your head is over here in this suicide prevention piece." He goes, "You need to say, look, I I'll show you how to do all this, and I've got this thing to help you get out of that moment. Not not let's stop focusing on this. That's whatever whatever you're focusing on." That's that's where your mind goes. If I told you right now to look in my room and point out all the things that were gray, right? You could point out probably five or six things. But then if I turn around and ask you to point out the one thing that's green, you'd be like, well, I didn't even see it because you weren't looking for it, right? And that's what's happening. We're so focused on this that we're missing the bigger picture. And guess what? For the DOD and the VA, but particularly the DOD, this goes in a whole new aspect. You want to talk about soft has it figured out, right? They have a team of people they call POTIF, Preservation of the Force and Family. You are the weapon system, and you go see POTIF, right? And and it's like taking your car to Jiffy Lube, man. Like, they, you got a physician, you got a nurse practitioner, you got a behavioral psychologist, a cognitive psychologist, right? You've got physical therapists, physical trainers, and all the stuff that comes with that, the gym, the exercises, you know, access to massage therapy, acupuncture, all that stuff, right? You go see this team of people and they're like, all right, fill out this questionnaire about what's going on in your mind as much as you feel comfortable with and go see the physical therapist. They're going to do a range of motion check on you and then go see the doc and the doc's going to go through all your records. And then, hey, here's your 50 point inspection. What do you want to work on, right? And I shared this concept with our POTIF team, and they shot holes in it too. Change this, change that. That sucks. That's cool, you know. And in the end, and that was as I was going through my own experience, I was building this, going through it. And and they were like, okay, 
man, dude, you know, this is as I was going through the POTIF team as that car going through Jiffy Lube, right? And I was telling them what I was doing. And that was the piece that was missing was the cognitive piece for the individual to be able to break down all their hard stuff in simple ways so that they could really see what they want to work on in life. Yeah, when everything hits you at first, it kind of feels like a tidal wave, right? Oh, you know, man. But if yeah, you can start like, separating the issues. Exactly. And they're like, what do you want to work on? And they're like, uh, uh, some of that. It's like a buffet. Uh, some of that and maybe some of that, you know. But my point is they get – they understand the importance of the human as a weapon system. Why? Because in special operations, the human is the weapon system. No kidding, right? They are carrying the material solutions that will, will help them be a better human weapon system. Right. They are learning those things. And the rest of the force, they kind of get it, but not as a collective culture. And so what I teach doesn't just make you a better vet like this will make you a better human because you're deciding what things you want to do to be a better human. And as you do that, it could be, hey, I want to go learn karate or, hey, I want to, you know, but until someone guides you into the simple format of breaking that down. And so how I do that is. I teach guys what I call the gas gauge, the get awesome scale. You can see it on my website. It's it's just a circular little thing, right? But that's the grind, guys. What I say is get awesome and then stay awesome. Getting awesome is the easy part, man. If you've got a goal of, you know, losing weight, man, anybody can go to the gym one day out of the week. Good on you, right? But can you do that consistently for a long enough period of time that you're starting to see the effects of what your outcome, desired outcome is? right? That's the staying awesome part. That's the hard part. That's the challenge. So I always end every conversation and I'll do it today with stay awesome because that's the challenge, right? So imagine a DOD force that was so focused on helping their people become the best human they could be, the best weapon system they could be, right? By just teaching them these simple things in a way that they can process them and digest them in small pieces instead of being overwhelmed with everything in life. Boom. Yeah, it, 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 sound, it sounds like it stops becoming a, a green mark on a slide in a commander's update, and it starts becoming an actionable, effective part of our life that now creates a healthier soldier, airman, marine, coasty, guardian, right? It, it, airman right. it, it's 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 what it's what creates the healthier version and i think that's that's huge man i got this uh little workbook i'm gonna show you guys this little diagram it it uh this is part of what they get when they you know they do this this is part of what i call the companion package but uh so this is the gas gauge right and these seven areas are pretty simple they're just a wellness check you could go anywhere online and see them i use them differently how I use them is I have you score zero to 10, or if you don't like decimals and you really want to be finite, go zero to 100. It doesn't matter as long as you know your scale, but it's your purpose. You're going to score it zero to 10. The place you live, your environment, right? Everything about that environment uh, goes small to big, like one room in your house to the state you live in or the country you live in, or where you're at on the planet. You're going to score how you feel about these things, how you feel about your purpose, how you feel about your place, how you feel about the people in your life. That includes animals or pets, right? I say right a lot today. We're going to knock that off. All right. Your provision, your income, all things about the workplace. You can kind of mesh your environment with that. All things about your physical health, sleep, nutrition, right? Gym, exercise. All of those things, but also medications. Also, do I have a bump shoulder I need fixed? 
Maybe there's medication I need to be on. Maybe there's medication I need to not be on. Maybe I'm getting too much of that. Or maybe I'm self-medicating and it's not really solving the problems. That's a big, big issue for vids. The next one is the psychological health. And everybody goes, oh, uh, 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 switch. This is not the one I want to talk about. Let's not talk about that psychological stuff. Slow down. It's way more than what you're thinking. Everybody, when you say psychological, they immediately go to behavioral, right? Mental health. They immediately go to this negative, gooey, soft, fuzzy, I don't want to be vulnerable. It's not that. There is behavioral where, hey, I've got a hard problem of something from my past that I still need help working through. There's absolutely that. But there's also cognitive. Dude, what are you what are you feeding your mind? This this little space right here houses the greatest weapon system in the world, yours, because you're a miracle. Nobody else has the same weapon system you have. You can do very unique things with it. So what are you feeding that to be even better? So you feed that weapon system cognitively. What are you doing to grow? This is where also I tuck in your spiritual health. Spiritual health, people are like, oh, God, now you're really getting gooey switch. Calm down. No, I'm not talking about I'm – not, I'm not getting on the pulpit here. What I'm saying is – you believe in something or somebody and you have a faith in something. And if you don't, you should probably find one because that is absolutely a core. However, it's also what makes your soul happy. What do you do? You got a hobby or something. You, some people dance, sing, hunt, fish, ride motorcycles, whatever. But what do you do that just makes your soul happy? How do you feel about that? Right. So you put all that together. How do you feel about that? The last one is your pastimes and your possessions. Because sometimes your things can own you more than you own them. Like I was just telling you about how both my cars broke this week. <laughs> and I had a real live opportunity to teach a vet that was with me when all that happened, how to use you matter to just stay <laughs> calm work through the situation, man. We'll get to that. But the last piece of it is, you know, your, your possessions and your pastimes, your pastimes, the younger generation gets too much. The older generation doesn't get enough. And, and that, especially in the workplace, in the military environment, right? Your generals, your colonels, they are just jobbing it, man. And they they do. You'll see the, the, the real good ones. They find a way to still get out there and hit the surfboard or whatever it might be. All you're going to do is you score all those, 0 to 10, right? Tally them up. There's seven of them. You divide by seven. Now what you have, this is really cool, what you have is a numerical value to describe the emotional things going on in your life without having to describe a single emotion. Hey, Sean. Hey, Eric. Dudes, today switches at an 85. That's my gas gauge level. Cool. Now, if you guys are my good buddies, which are what I call those confidants we talked about, or reconnected to your confidants, I call those your lifeguards. Why lifeguards? Because when you're swimming in the ocean, you're the last one to, to know yourself, and so you can even be your own threat in the water, right? If you panic when you're swimming in the ocean, you're going to drown, right? And your lifeguards also can see the threats around you that you can't see because they're from afar watching your life, but they're still right there being a part of it with you. I mean, these are no kidding cousins and mentors or friends or for military. Maybe it was the first person you were stationed with. Maybe it's a college or high school buddy. And the risk is that we all have two to three confidence in our life. That's the national average has been for like since the 80s. There's a great guy named Robin Dunbar that's done this incredible sociological studies for decades. And there's actually what they call the Dunbar number, 150. That's the most number of people you can actually know in your life, 150. It's built off of old tribal systems. You know, that's how many would be in our local community, right? But five 
Five is the magic number of the most that you can actually manage as your closest relationships, your spouse, your best friend, a very close cousin, a parent, those kinds of people. But most people in that circle only have two to three. I teach you how to try to strive to get five. Why? Because if the average is two to three, it's actually like 2.6. I don't know what you do with 0.6 of a friend. (laughs) You know, like, Anya, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you you find a way to, you know, half-ass some things. I don't know. Terrible joke. But (laughs) anyway. You want to strive for five because those friends also can come and go. They can fall in and out of your life or you grow beyond what they're doing. There's also who they aren't like they aren't the guy that wants to drag you to the bar every Tuesday night, you know, enabling a bad habit. That's just making you not get good sleep and then be late to work or whatever it might be. That person could be absolutely a good friend, but for this, they're not a lifeguard. Your spouse is also, I don't recommend to be a lifeguard. Why? Because that's the relationship you're trying to protect the most, right? Like, like that's the one that's here. That's the one that you want that safe place to go and talk to people you trust to iron out the challenges that you're having with that relationship. And you can have the best relationship in the world. I don't care who you are. There's still going to be a conflict about which pillows go on the couch. (laughs) It's going to happen. You haven't seen head nods, you know, right? So, so you, as soon as you bring mama or whoever your significant other is into that social circle and talk about the pillows on the couch, as soon as that person makes their statement about what the pillows on the couch ought to be like, everybody else in your group's going to be like, uh-huh, yeah, well, what she said, they're going to, they're because they don't want to add to the strife in your life. Right. They want to help you. The other thing that's amazing is that most vets don't know how to tell their story. And that's something else I teach because we think that telling our story is a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength. And oh, by the way, when you learn how to tell your story the right way, every time you tell it, you heal. And most vets, most people think, especially men, I just keep this to myself. You know, I'm strong. I'm tough. I can can handle it. And yes, you need an element of that, especially as war fighters, right? There's got to be an element of I got to grind through this and get it done because people are counting on me. But there's comes a time where you've got to open up that little box and decompress it, right? Let it out. And there's a proper way to do it. When you tell that story, every time you tell it, you heal. Every time you tell it the right way, you're also helping the people around you become stronger because now you're showing them what you learned. You're showing them how to get past it. People that don't tell their story think that they're tough and they can just keep it in, fail to realize that that problem, that struggle, it just manifests in other ways. Alcoholism, addiction, depression, anger, anxiety, you name it. If you're experiencing any of those things, it's because you have an awesome story to tell and you haven't found the way to tell it yet because you're afraid that other people are going to make fun of you or pick on you or think you're weak. And that's first. I like that. When I help these vets connect, this is the part, this is why I'm telling you this. When you get to that part, where you are, you got that friend in the military over there. And dude, I got some high school buddies that have some dirt on me, man. Do you think I really want to connect those to those colonels I worked with? Hell no. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking in my brain, right? But you know what? The reality is if those are people that really care about me, if they really care about me, they're not going to air out those stories because they want me to succeed in life. And they want to be a part of that. They want the bragging rights. Oh, I helped him do this. I was there when that happened. We did this together and he made it happen. Right. Because I was there. Like Your friends are a part of your life. Your family's a part of your life. They want to see you succeed. So when you find the courage to connect those different confidants from your different social circles together, oh, man, is it powerful. 
I use an app called Marco Polo to do this. It's a free app where you can leave video messages to your friends when and where they're at. So you can be anywhere in the world. You get the message whenever you want it. And it's way more authentic than a text. Hey, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Meanwhile, dishes are piling up. House is on fire. You know, like that's what we do, though. But when they can see you, they're like, yeah, you're saying you're good, dude. But, you know, and they can pick up on the subtleties that 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 body language. So let's bring it all together. Lifeguards. Your gas gauge score. Right now, let's pretend you guys are my lifeguards. And I just told you I'm in an 82. Sweet. You guys can challenge me if you haven't heard me in a week from now. Hey, Switch, dude, haven't heard from you in a week. What's going on, dude? How's your gas gauge? Oh, I could have not even thought about that thing. But because I taught it to you guys, and maybe I told you the parts of my life, if I wanted to, that were lower score. Maybe I didn't even go into detail. Hey, I'm really hurting in possessions this week because both my cars got totaled. Oh, okay. 82. Right. So next week you guys hit me up and I haven't talked to you and I go, yeah, uh, I don't remember what score did I give you guys because you're my friends and you, you're my lifeguards and you see my life in a snapshot of time and moments. You remember that number way more than I'm going to. Cause that's yeah. song. Yep. Yeah, dude, you said you were 82. Oh, 82. Hey, guess what? If I've done nothing else with the, the stuff that I teach, if, if I'm an individual has done nothing else with it, you give me that number. If life is better, I'm subjectively created that number. I'm inherently going to give it a higher number if life is better. If life is worse, I'm going to inherently give it a lower number. Well, there's two rules to lifeguards that are really important, guys. It's the proximity rule. One person has to be in close physical proximity to where you live so that they can yep. help you move that couch or be that shoulder or just watch the game with. One person, and it can be the same person, has to be in close emotional proximity. In other words, that person that you call up and you're like, hey, everything's good. The house is on fire. The dishes are piled up, but I'm good. And you hang up the phone and they're like, you know, I might be on the other side of the country, but I've known that dude a long time and he's an optimist, but he's not good. I'm going to reach out to his other lifeguard that he connected me to that lives where he lives and see if he, they've checked on him lately. Hey, dude, you checked on him? Says the house is on fire. Oh, yeah, he's good, though. I was just over there yesterday. We were peeing on the fire and it made it worse, but. You know, I mean, you know, or it's like, no, I haven't. I'll go over and check them out. And guess what? You could be like, dude, 65, what's going on? The answer could be, Eric, I could say to you, I don't feel like talking about it. But that's okay. Because if you're my lifeguard that's in close proximity, you're like, you know what, dude, don't sweat it. How about I come over tonight? We watch the game. Or how about I come over right now? We get a cup of coffee. And it's just a clue, right? And so as men, you have that numerical value to describe the emotional things without describing a single emotion. It just gives you that open door to communicate. And when you connect with your lifeguards in that safe place on Marco Polo, holy smokes, the stuff that happens. And guess what? When that one dude actually finds the courage to tell his buddies what's going on, afraid that they're going to beat him down, it never happens. The reverse happens. The alpha in the group is like, dude. I had to do this thing like this too once a couple of years ago. And and they're like, you? No way. <laughs> man, you had to, yep. what? You know, you're the man. You had to, yeah, me too, dude. And they're like, well, if you did it, I can do it too. I can get through that, it. That's absolutely awesome. Um, and I'll tell you, I love listening to you, uh, Chris, talk about this stuff. And, I, and you and I had a nice long talk about this before. What amazes me is 
we've already ran out of time. Like I, we already had reached the end of the episode, and I feel like we, we've only scratched the surface. I, oh, okay, so that? so okay, so first of all, Sean, this means a, a, a second episode is required with yeah. Switch because I don't know that I have I don't I don't know that I have ever been a part of one of our episodes where I talked less. <laughs> and I really enjoy this. Chris, um, you and I are going to schedule a conversation together because there's some things I want. I've been taking notes. I texted them to my wife because I didn't have anything to write on or write with, which is a, that's the first time I've ever done that. But I texted her first and said, these are for me. And I started texting stuff. So I had notes. Dude, your, your outlook on the way to attack this is absolutely amazing. I don't know if you guys can read my hat. This is the hat I'm wearing today, but it's this is my people over everything hat. Oh, I love it. People, so that is awesome. That's that's my gig, man. That's my thing. It's people over everything, right? Love people. Just be a person that loves people. That's right. Right. So, dude, like Sean said, though, man, we are completely out of time. We're over time. I don't care. I think this is if we schedule another episode with Switch, Sean, it's going to be a special and it's going to be an hour. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> because people need to hear this. It's not, and it's and it is. You've got a lot of great information and 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 you're engaging and you're fun to be around, but but or or and I don't like the word but so and right, and people need to hear it. Right. Our community, this is a, a capital O U R. Our community needs to hear this. Yeah. We need to know that it's normalized, that we've got to navigate this stuff. I'm a great, I'm the king of compartmentalizing. Right. But I've also learned that I am a machine and I would never take to combat a weapon without doing PC, PMCS on it. I would never take to combat a vehicle without doing some kind of a maintenance on it. I have to do maintenance on me. Well, and that's right? the part, right? Our next episode, dude, let's do storytelling, how to tell your story the right way, because that's the piece that guys don't know how to do. Yeah, but I'm down. I call it We the haven't PT talked about Bunker Labs either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to talk yeah. about Bunker Labs. I got to tell you about WeBus. Oh, WeBus. Mm, that is amazing. Well, we might have a month-long series with John. <laughs> that's okay. With Chris. That's okay. Yeah, I'm, think down. We, I'm down. We just, found a, we just found a gold mine, dude. Okay, <laughs> let, me, let me take control for a second. Here we go. Uh, dude. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking time out of out of your day to sit with a switch, dude. It's, it's an honor to meet you. I look forward to growing and cultivating a relationship with you personally. Um, I'm I'm gonna shoot you my phone number. Like I want to have this conversation. Like you're you're my kind of people, dude. Um, so Sean, good call bringing this guy on, man. That was you, this is a big win for you. I've been, you know, I've, I've, you've had some big wins, but this is a big win for you, man. I'm proud of you, buddy. I think you just um, got a point, okay. Sean. <laughs> so. Switch again, thank you, man. Um, let me just let me just ask you one more question, really quickly. I know it's been going at the bottom of the screen, but but for our listeners, what is the best way for them to connect with you? Uh, the best way, honestly, is chrisronis.com, my website. But I'm also out there on Facebook, social media, and I post inspirational videos and things like that too, just to give you things to think about. It's out there. Go for look for it. I love it. I love it. Okay, guys, on behalf of the VetSOS family, we want to thank you. Uh, for your for joining us today, we want to thank you for spending some time and, and, and just kicking back and letting us letting us listen to Switch. Um, appreciate your your love and your support. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube and on your favorite podcast platforms. Remember, don't drown in a sea of transition. Grab the Vet SOS Lifeline. We'll see y'all later. Stay on.